glad Jesus set me free, <laughs> but I'm so glad that he, he, uh, he wages the battle for us, and the victory is ours. We don't have to fight our battles. Thank God for that. Amen. If you learn how to trust in him and believe in him and walk underneath his protection, you see good things and great things happen in the Lord. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. Can you attest to that? Have you been in tough situations where you saw, saw God work it out for your good, and you go, how did you do that, Lord? I would have never thought of doing it that way. And he does. So let's, uh, let's pray that this word will meet you where you're at right now. Father, thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for your word that it makes, uh, makes us free, sets us free from all the hurts and harms that will come this way. We thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus. Help my mouth and heart to speak your words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, today's message is how to please God. Now, don't you want to know how to do that, how to please God? We always want to please someone, like if you're married, you want to please your wife, right, men? Yes, amen. So now I wish that when we got married, we had a manual on how that, what the things that they like and don't like, you know, like maybe a 32-page, you know, booklet on, you know, do this, don't do that. But us guys, we had to go through the school of hard knocks, you know, <laughs> find out, no, oh, oh, you don't do that, oh, you don't say that, oh, okay, I understand, okay. So... <laughs> You know, my wife said uh, uh, when we were married, you know, you, 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 you don't want a Stepford wife. You don't want a, just a robot wife that does everything that you say. I go, well, no, let's try it and see how that works. <laughs> 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 it might work out okay, but my, my sister and I, all the days that we were growing up, we never had an argument. Can you believe that? Never had an argument all the days because she did everything I said. Now, I tried to translate that over to our marriage, but Marianne didn't buy into that. But <laughs> we're still working that out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My wife's a blessing to me. Amen. I would not be where I'm at without her. And Danny and Loretta can say that. I know that in their own lives, they need each other. Because when you're with someone, they give you the opposite view of things, give you a, total, a different perspective, and that way you can be successful in all that you do. Praise God. So the title is... How can I please the Lord? You want the quick answer for it? Here's the quick answer. Here's the Bible. Just do it, okay? Just do everything that's written in there. Make sure you do it. 66 books. It's not that hard. You know, just, just do it every day of your life, and then you'll please the Lord. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. Jesus fulfilled the law. He did all the commandments. We don't have to do it. He gave us his righteousness, so we don't have the pressure of trying to do everything that's in the book. So hallelujah for that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. But you know, when you, when you take over a, a job, there's a training period and there's a training manual that you have to, you know, follow. And you get rewarded and you get promoted if you do what they expect you to do. Is that not right? And so the Bible is, we know that old adage, it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. So we have to just follow this Bible. That's all we have to do. You want to say, I want to hear from God. All you have to do is just open up the book and he'll be talking to you about things that you need to do, forgiveness and get rid of hatred and all those things that... Um, would beset us. So we are co-laborers, we're ambassadors with Christ to walk this earth and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So let's look at a couple of the commandments. And uh, one time one of the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, what is the greatest commandment? Because he figured if I did the greatest one, I wouldn't have to do all these other little ones. Just give me the greatest one. And here's what Jesus said. 
in Matthew 22, 37 through 40. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is likened to that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, what's harder? Loving God, that's easy, right? But loving your neighbor, now that gets a little difficult. You know, your brothers and sisters in Christ, they rub you the wrong way. They say stuff that you don't want them to say. They act the way. They borrowed money from you, don't pay you back. I mean, there's all kinds of things that go wrong. So the number one commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and might. And, and, and God wants to be with us. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants us to love him. He could make us love, love him, but he doesn't do that. He says he first loved us, then we love him. So we return the love that he has given to us by loving him. And that's why we're called the children of God. Now, a father wants to be near his children, does he not? It's like a father. Let's look at the picture here. A father looking at a newborn babe, you know, in the uh, incubator, in the maternity ward, can't get through because the glass is there. Well, God is up in heaven. He wants to be with us. He wants to fellowship with us. He's jealous for us. He, he wants to hold us. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. So have you ever had people that say, you know, I just feel like I'm in a dry spell. It just feels like I can't feel the Lord. I can't sense him anymore. He's left me. Is that true? That's impossible, right? Because it says, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And then in Hebrews 13, 5, let's look at it here. It says, now I, I put this up before, and it's for me too, because I like this. For he, God himself, in the Amplified, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not. That's the emphasis in the, in the Hebrew to, uh, or in the Greek to make it sure this is for sure. Assuredly, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Can you get any more specific or emphatic than that? I will not, I will not, I will, no matter what you've done, there's always forgiveness in the Lord. One brother said he did something he didn't really want to do, and he asked the Lord for forgiveness, and in the morning, the Lord just came upon him and reassured him, I still love you, I still want to be with you, Amen. It's not based on performance, it's based on who you belong to. You know, sometimes I did some things at my parents' and parents' house, <laughs> and uh, my mom tried to disown me, Danny. I don't know what... I said, you can't disown me. I, I was born to you, you know, you can't disown me. And, and she said, okay, that's, that's an Italian thing. I don't know if it's an Italian thing or my mom's thing, but... She, is that every mom? <laughs> My mom had brothers that got disowned all the time, you know. <laughs> one time, uh, one of my uncles drove up and was talking to my sister and, in a big black limousine, and I said, oh, man, is he in the mafia? I said, my dad, is he in the mafia? No, he didn't make it that high. He didn't get up that <laughs> I go, oh, no, I guess, I guess he was, uh, you know, not doing good things. And so, anyway, that carries over. My mom thinks that I was going to be doing that. No, but I did other things that she didn't know about. Praise God. And live through it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're going to illustrate, because you know what? God is always talking to us. Did you know that? He's always talking, but guess what? We're not listening. We're not tuned in. We have distractions. We have things that we're doing. You say, okay, Lord, I'll get to you later, right? So let's, we're going to illustrate that with uh, Brother Joe. He's going to come up, and he's going to be uh, a receiver trying to receive and hear from God, okay? Hey, Joe. 
All right, Joe's going to be like a, a radio. Yeah, here you go. All right, brother. Okay. Step right here, sir. All right. And um, okay, uh, we're going to get you to receive from God. Are you ready to receive from God? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, well, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You got, you got to plug in the radio. You can't, you know, you got to get ready, you know, come on. Sometimes we're not plugged in. Did you know that? We're not ready. We're not ready for the Lord. You got to get plugged in. All right, praise the Lord. You're, okay. You ready to receive from the Lord now, Joe? Okay, okay. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Joe. You got to turn on the radio. Come on. You, you, you have to get primed. You have to do some praise and worship and, and some, you know, get, getting into the spirit realm, okay? Can you do that? Here, let me help you. There you go. Oh, oh, you had it. You had it. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, you ready? Ready to receive from the Lord, Joe? Okay. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got to get your antenna up. You, oh, you, yeah, yeah, get your antenna up. Yeah, okay, there you go. All right. There you go. All right. You got it? Okay, now, are you ready to receive from the Lord? Yes, receive from the Lord. Okay, are, are you getting anything? Not yet? What, what seems to be the problem? You know what? I hear some. I hear some. Some static. I don't think you're not tuned in. Can you tune in a little bit? Tune in a little bit. Oh, there it is. Okay. You're, you're hearing from the Lord now. Okay. There's. He's going to give you direction. Okay. All right. There you go. Isn't that easy? Oh, he's speaking Spanish. I didn't know. <laughs> Well, we got to ask another God, you know. <laughs> All right, could you take that away from me? Okay. Do you guys get the idea? Here, take this. Take this, Joe. <laughs> the idea is you have to focus. You have to open up your heart. You have to get plugged in and turn your power on, get your heart ready, and receive from the Lord. And he'll talk to you. Amen. Seems like when you're in, in troubled times is when you really reach up and try to get to the Lord. But we can't just be coasting. We have to every day get up and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? How can I serve you? What are the things that I can do? So the key to pleasing God, here's the key. Your heart has to be connected to his heart. It, this, this is profound, okay? You've got to really get this. Your heart has to be connected to his heart. And how do you do it? Because you lift up your heart and you, you cry out to him. You kind of humble yourself. You give yourself to him. And you believe that what you're saying is reaching heaven. You have to imagine that God hears you, sees you, knows what you need, and he, he's ready to give to you. All he wants to do is have you speak it out of your mouth. Praise God. The Bible says that, they, that he, he desires those that would worship him in spirit and in truth. So, I mean, all you have to do is reach out to him. It doesn't mean like a casual, oh, Lord, I just love you, Lord. You're so good. You know, that's fine, but it's not going to get what you need. If you really need some help, healing, provision, and I've been, you know, at, at, at the end of my rope and had to call on the Lord, and I know what it takes. And if you're there, you've got to press forward and move forward and see God work in your life by reaching him in heaven. Now, how do you do that? Well, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come, what? Boldly 
into the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You can go into the throne room of God. Did you see? You have an invitation. You can go in there. You don't have to be on the outside looking in and say, Lord, I wonder what you're going to do. I wish you'd help me. Come help me. Lord, where are you? No, no, no. You go in and talk to him. The Bible says we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. And where is Christ seated? At the right hand of the Father. So all you need to do is lean over and say, Father, uh, I need some help here in Jesus' name. I want to ask you for something, right? Now, here's something. This is the crux of the message today. If you can get this. Okay, in Zephaniah 3.17. You ready? Uh, let's, go to, let's go to where I have it, um, a different, same, same scripture, but in the colored version. The colorful, there we go. Now, we're going to read it just the way it's written, and then we're going to get into the, the meaning of it. It says, the Lord your God is with you. That's good right there, right? He is mighty to save. I like that. Have mighty to save. Have you ever had someone come along and help you? Amen. You know, I, I, true confessions, but when I was going up, goofing off, uh, you know, we would go into, um, you know, bars and stuff. And I, I, my guys, my friends could fight. You know, I couldn't fight, but I could talk. <laughs> and I would stir people up and I would say, okay, come in, take care of it, you know. <laughs> I got, a, I got a God that's mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. Sometimes we get nervous and we get anxious and we have concerns and we go like, Lord, what's going to happen? He quiet us with his love. He says, I love you, my son, my daughter. I love you. Uh, he will, now this is too much. I don't know if you can handle this. Can you handle this? Do you want it, all of it? He will rejoice over you with singing. What do you mean? God sings? Let me see that scripture. Let me see that that. Slide. God sings. We think God is on the throne. Let's look at him on the throne. And just making judgment. Just say, well, you know, take this one out, take that one out, you know, make hardship over it. No, he's not that way. He's singing. Or what is he singing? Oh, my children, I love them so. They do such great things. I'm in love with them. He sings over us. Okay, now let's go to, uh, is there another uh, picture slide? Now, I don't, have, I don't have God dancing, but I have Jesus dancing. And if you see something like that, you go like, that doesn't, I wouldn't know Jesus would dance. But let's look at the, the scripture that, the first original scripture, Anthony, that I have, and break it down in the Hebrew, Zephaniah 3.17. Okay, this is so phenomenal. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice. And that, that word translated or uh, expository, be cheerful. Be glad to leap and spring up. What are you talking about? God is so excited. He's like, oh, did you see my son, my daughter? Oh, it's so cool. It's so great. I love him so much. We... We don't have that expression or opinion of God. It goes on. To have mirth over thee with joy, exceeding, exceeding gladness. God is so happy about you. Amen? And the next verse. Is there a next verse? <laughs> uh, no. He, and then it says he, he'll, he'll dance over you. He'll, he'll be rejoicing and dancing. That's what that... 
be glad to leap and spring up. It's rejoicing. It's dancing. Now, wait a minute. God invented dancing, right? Do you think he doesn't dance? He invented it. You know, we, we have people that celebrate and they want to dance. Well, God says, well, I can't dance. I'm God. <laughs> I'm stuck here on the throne. I can't get off. No. <laughs> he sings. He's on the throne. He dances. So, so guess what? Here's, what? here's the revelation that I got I want to give to you. If he's singing over us, he's, if he's dancing over us, if he's rejoicing over us, what are we supposed to do? Sing, rejoice, and dance with him. We shouldn't be like, oh, you know, Lord, it's just hard down here. I don't know. Hopefully someday I'll get up there and we'll, we can dance. No, I've learned this. In my desperate times, I would go into my living room, 3 o'clock in the morning, when everybody was sleeping, even the devils were sleeping, and I would get up and I would rejoice. I imagined God on his throne singing and dancing to me. And so I just say, oh, Lord, I just love you. We're so good to dance with each other. And we would have a great time. And he would come and he'd fill the room. His presence would come. He said, this is just like it is in heaven. I'm going to come and bring heaven down to earth. Amen? And so when those things happened, it's like I didn't really even have to pray hard. I, I didn't even have to pray. He was already doing it before I even asked. That's what the Bible says. He knows what you need before you even ask. So when I would go to do something, I'd go, oh, it's already taken care of. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Like, oh, I can't, I don't want to spill the beans on that one. But anyway, <laughs> but so, so one time uh, I, I was doing this for a couple of weeks and it was just glorious. It was wonderful. And then uh, one morning I woke up, I go, God, I'm, I'm kind of tired, you know. Can I just sleep in tonight, you know, today? And he said, you know, let's do that I love you, you love me thing, you know. I first loved you, and then you love me. Come on, get up, you know. And so I got up, and I danced with him and praised with him, because I thought, you know, I need to pray about something. He goes, no, I got it all taken care of. Let's just have fellowship with each other. So God loves us so much that um, that's the way he is, amen? amen. Now, uh, let's go on. So this is something that, do you guys want to try this? You want, you want to experience it? Or do you want to wait home and forget about it? No, let's stand up. Let's stand up. You don't need music. And if you feel a little awkward, that's okay. Just watch somebody else do it. <laughs> and you can partake. Now, imagine God on the throne stepping down and saying, okay, my child, I want to dance with you. I'm going to rejoice over you with singing. I'm going to be exceedingly glad. So dance with him. Lift up your hands and lift up your hearts and just say, Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. You love me so much. I thank you, Father, for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, that you're mighty to save. We rejoice in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to God. Loud singing. Go ahead. Shout unto him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah. It's there he is. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise your name. Praise your name. We rejoice over you with singing and dancing. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, receive that presence of the Lord that's just coming upon you right now. And know that's him, that he's rejoicing with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Amen? So whatever your concerns are, whatever your prayers are, know that they're at the throne room of grace, that he's able to do great and mighty things for you because you've met him where he's at. Your heart has reached him, his heart in heaven. Amen? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So, uh, so we only have two big commandments. Doesn't that feel good? You feel good? Amen. Now, the, the one thing, it, it ruins you for life because you step out of reality and you get into the spiritual realm and you go like, oh, this is wonderful. I like it. This is beautiful. And sometimes you hear people talk and you go like, man, you're, you're not even in it. You know, you're, <laughs> what are you talking about? So, okay, so there's only two big commandments. What are they? Love God and love your neighbor. Now, now, Jesus expanded on that in John 13, verse 14. Let's look at this. It says, now a new commandment I give to you. A new commandment? That you love one another, then he adds on, as I have loved you. He, he, took, he took away the love, love your neighbor as you love yourself, because we can't even love ourselves very good, right? We don't even take care of ourselves. We eat wrong. We don't exercise, you know. We say bad things. <laughs> we don't love ourselves as good as we should. But he said, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. How did Jesus love us? Unconditionally, without restraint, you know, con complete, total. Uh, what does it mean? It means to bear one another's burdens, be long-suffering, make allowances for each other's fault because of your love. Make allowances for each other. Make excuses for them. Oh, you know, they're all right, you know. They'll get better. I'll talk to them. Make allowances for each other because of your love. Believe the best of every person, right? Oh, I see a lot of wrong in that person. No, believe the best. Praise God. Oh, I, some of you are saying, no, I can't hear anymore. Okay, that's enough. Okay. We, we, we can do that I love God stuff, but the love and neighbor part, mm, no, I don't know. So <laughs> a certain lawgiver stood up and tested Jesus saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? So he answered and said, you love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind. We got that already. And then love your neighbor as yourself. He said, mm, who is my neighbor anyway? Wanting to justify himself. And then Jesus tells a parable about a certain man. Now, this is a parable. This is not a true story. He's just making this up. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Let's do, man. This boy's got problems, right? Half dead. <laughs> what part is dead? I don't know. <laughs> stripped him, robbed him, left him there. And so a Samaritan, a good Samaritan came by and said, I want to help him. So he nursed up his wounds, put oil and wine in him, put him on his donkey, carried him to the inn, stayed overnight, helped him, gave the caretaker some money, two days' wages, so it was probably about $200, $300, $400, and said, if you need any more, just let me know. And Jesus said, who do you think, had, who do you think loved the neighbor 
more than that? They said, nobody. And he said, you know what he told them? Go and do likewise. What? He said, this is not just a parable that you get, you know, excited about. Oh, that's so wonderful. The Good Samaritan. You know, I would do that. No, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> I know there's some people in here that do, but that was extreme. God was trying to tell him, be extreme in your love, overbounding, love more and more. Amen? Amen. Now, Yohan, uh, she's up in, in, um, in youth right now, but Marguerite has been coming, and her daughter has been bringing her, but her daughter has to work on Sundays. So we told Margarita, we'll come pick you up, you know. She's in a wheelchair, so she rolls down the sidewalk, and we go there, and we, we change the, uh, her from one wheelchair to another, one that's made for the road, hallelujah. And, <laughs> and so she rolls down here, comes in, and goes back. Now, that seems like not that much, but it's better than doing nothing, right? It's, it's not what the Good Samaritan did, but it's something so we should wake up saying, what can I do to please the Lord? Go and do likewise. So, but you know what's funny? Brother Danny, I don't know if it's a, at your church, but some people don't get along with their fellow brothers and sisters. It, it seems that there's an enmity. It seems like there's some harshness and some un, 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 uh, unresolved issues. And so I think that's kind of a problem, and, and we should, as Christians, put down our axes and just make peace with anybody. So we're going to illustrate that with uh, Miss Susie Q. She's going to come here. And uh, we're going to illustrate this. Hold on, Susie Q. Um, okay, so the, yeah, this character, but this is uh, the actual names have been, you know, removed. <laughs> so you really don't know who it is. So, um, okay, so uh, hello, Susie Q. How are you? Hello, Pastor Chuck. How are you doing? I've been great. You've been great? Yeah. You look wonderful. great. Yeah, praise God. Has God been good to you? Yes, very blessed. Very blessed. I'm glad. Yeah, I haven't seen you for a while. It's good to see you now. Yeah, thank you for your teaching. I, when I'm not here, I've been watching you online. Yeah. Good, good work. Yeah, uh, you don't have to say that. That's okay. You know. Okay. But it is here on the script. But it's yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you read it really good. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, I, I, I was wondering, uh, since you're here, we have a little problem in the, in the, in the kitchen uh -huh. next week. One of the girls couldn't show up, so I was wondering if you could help out in the kitchen. Yeah, sure. Anything for the Lord. Anything. Oh, good. I'm glad that because we have, we have this problem here, and we need some help. Uh -huh. So uh, here, is, um, here is the uh, apron. Oh, okay. It's Can nice. you put it on? Like yeah, you like the color? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> it's going to fit you just right. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, now, here's the thing, though. Uh, I want you to work with Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer's going to be in there with the kitchen. She's really good. She takes care of things. She's... J Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer, you know, I think you've seen her. Uh, I'm so sorry, Pastor Chuck. <laughs> I, I don't think I can do it. She, she, I, I saw her in the kitchen before. Yeah. She's so pussy, like, bossy and pushy, and I, uh, I, I'm afraid of her. Really? I, I, don't, I don't think I can work with her. 
Sorry, you, you need to find somebody else, okay? Okay, wait, 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 come here. I think, here, come a little closer here. I think, <laughs> I think what the problem is, is the condition of her heart. I think there's a problem with her heart. Let me, let me check oh. this. Let me check, uh, let me check this, okay? Here, can you put that near your heart? Okay. Um, okay, let's see what you got here. Oh, mm, yeah. Can you move it over a little bit? Okay, mmm. What I, I think I've, what I'm sensing here, you've got some anger and hate. Yeah. You, 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 you can see that. I actually put that away deep, deep in my heart. I even forget about it. Well, let me try the back here. Let me see. What's on the back here? Mmm. Ah. Should I Ooh. breathe in and out? Looks like we got some. Can you take a deep breath? Can I breathe now? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, you got some unforgiveness and jealousy. You can ow, see that. Ow, this, is, this, is, this is bad. This is really bad. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, Are you ready? Well, huh? I know. I mean, well, what I'm going to do. Well, it's a good thing that you came here today. Okay. I just happen to have a prescription for you. First Corinthians 13. Okay. It's the love chapter. Oh. Okay. You know, it says, uh, don't, don't pay attention to a suffered wrong. You know, think good of someone. Uh, don't take an account of an evil done to it. You know, you, you have to look at it from different eyes. You think that will work? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you sure? Oh, that prescription okay. works every time. Every uh, time I give it out, the Word of God will not return into its void, but it'll accomplish that with it please. If you say that, believe that, you'll change. It won't be a problem. So I just eat it? No, no. Yeah, well, no, no. <laughs> That's a figure of speech, okay? Okay, okay. All right. You're not from this country. I, don't, I know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> okay. So I'll see you in a couple of weeks, okay? Okay, a couple of weeks. All right. Okay. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Now, how many of you would need a prescription like that? And how many of you think that that would actually work? Yes, I've given it to many people, and only the people that actually do it see the results. And I tell a lot of people about it, and they just say, okay. And I said, did you read your scripture? Oh, no, I didn't get around to it. Have you heard that before? I didn't get around. Uh, I, I will, though, someday. Now, I've always told people, someday is not on the calendar. It's just not on the calendar. Someday could never happen. So let's see what happens with Susie Q, how he, she changes or recovers. Let's see. Here she comes. <laughs> Skip to Lou, my darling. Okay. <laughs> Susie, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I'm feeling very good and I'm free. You look free. You look yeah. a whole different aura about yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you make it into the kitchen? Yes, I did, actually. We actually worked very well together. And really? Um, I actually really, really like her. Um, yeah, I admit I misjudged her. But uh, I found out she's just that serious when she's focused on what she's doing. That's right. She's uh, serious and she's focused and she has a very good system. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So how did the word of God change you? Oh, I ate it. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> 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 well, uh, it opened my heart yeah. with the love of God. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it changed me. And then I am actually uh, not... Like judging her, I actually trying to look good in her. Oh and my I found gosh! 
You are growing, my child. I'm so happy yes. for you. <laughs> Praise God. The Word of God works all the time, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Pastor Chuck. Thank You're you. welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Another satisfied customer from the Word of God. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. So let's finish up. Okay, we've got the two that we need to know. Is that right? Love God. Love, your, love his neighbor, not as you love yourself, but as God has loved you. Praise the Lord. And so um, that's how you please the Lord. The Bible says that a husband has to please the, uh, the wife. But if you're single, you have all your devotion and attention in pleasing the Lord. Now, um, the third thing we have to do to please the Lord is have faith in God. Amen. Love God. Love your neighbor, but now have faith. Let's see what it says in Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God because he that, be he that um, comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have to have faith. You have to believe that what God said will come to pass even though it doesn't look like it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. How many of you are hoping for something that you haven't received yet? You're, you're using your faith. Your way. I think faith is like fishing. You know, you ever go fish? I don't like fishing because I can't really see what's happening. You know, in sports, you can see the ball bouncing. Here you throw the, the line in the water and you just sit there and wait, you know, like. <laughs> and, and faith is kind of like that. You say, you believe that you're saying those things that are pleasing to the Lord, and then you wait. Faith and patience. You'll inherit the promises. But Jesus, when he got upset, he didn't get upset at sinning. What did he get upset about? Not having faith. He would say, where is your faith? O ye of little faith, why is it that you have no faith? So when we love him, we trust him, and we have to believe him. Now, believe, how do you believe God? Believe what he said. Believe his word. If I went out of my house and my wife said, what are you doing? I go, I'm waiting for an angel to come by. Well, did he say he was going to come by? No, but I just figure he's good enough guy. He'll come by. If I don't have the word on it, I can't hold him to it. I can't say, Angel, why didn't you come by? I didn't know. But when you have the word of God and you say it and you believe it, God will come by for you. Praise the Lord. So you have to have faith. The last thing that you have to have is, oh, be spiritually minded. How many of you are spiritually minded? Of course, everybody raises their hand. Oh, yes, 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 Pastor Chuck. I am spiritually minded. <laughs> well, one time, Brother Dan, you may not believe this, but my wife and I got in a little argument when we were first married. It really wasn't an argument. It was more like a discussion, you know, in the decibels. And anyway, so I left the house, and my, the, the Lord said to me, now, who's the more spiritual between the two of you? And I said, Lord, you know. Me, of course. You, you know all things. I'm the more spiritual. And he said, doesn't the Bible says, they that are strong bear the infirmities of the weak? Oh, okay. If I'm the strong guy, I got to be there to help her and love her, right? So uh, we have to do that. And then the Bible says uh, in 1 uh, uh, Thessalonians 4.1, Finally, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord that you should abound more and more in love, just as you have received from us how you ought to walk and please God. Is that up there? No. But we have to please God. 
Now, I have some questions. The Lord woke me up. He said, give, give them these questions and see how spiritually minded these people are, okay? What does it mean to be spiritually minded? Not looking at the worldly things, not looking at your carnal things, you know, what you're going to eat, what you're going to eat, drink, you know, all those things. So here's some questions. Let's see if we have them up there, Anthony. Okay. When you wake, when, oh, I'm sorry. When you walk into a room, what's the first thing you do? Do you notice who is the most attractive? Got a couple nods. Do you see who is dressed the best? There you go. How about you say, oh, that person, they don't know how to dress. <laughs> that doesn't match. Why would she wear that anyway? <laughs> I need to help her. Okay. Do you, when you walk into a room, do you feel insecure? Are you thinking about yourself more than anybody else? Are you focused on you? Or do you ask the Lord, who needs salvation here? That's to be spiritually minded, okay? How many of you got that one right? Okay. Let me see your hand. How many got that one right? I got three people got that one right? Okay, let's go. Let's do another question then. Let's see how we're doing here. When you wake up in the morning, do you ask yourself, what do I want to do today? Hmm, do I want to go to the movie? Do I want to go to the restaurant? Do I want to what do I, call, call friends? When you wake up in the morning, do you turn on the news? The Lord was trying to tell me, you know, instead of trying to find out the news on earth, why don't you find out what the news is in heaven? Find out what I'm thinking. Find, find, out, find out what I'm doing. Do you, do you wake up in the morning and say, uh, I want to have a big breakfast. I want to go to my favorite breakfast place and have just pig out, you know, just Ash browns, everything like that. That's kind of fleshly. That's kind of carnal, right? I'm seeing some funny faces. Okay. <laughs> so we can't do anything. We can't, <laughs> can't go to the news. We can't call our friends. can't go out to eat. Okay. Well, are, are we spiritual or not? I don't know. Do you ask the Lord for his leading today? Or do you just do whatever you want to do? No, you need to ask the Lord. Okay. We have two more questions. Now, some of them might have multiple answers. Uh, when you think about your friends, do you think about the things that bug you about them? Oh, don't invite so-and-so because they always, you know, you can't talk with them. They're no good. Okay. Or do you think about the bad things that they said when they were with you? No? Cecilia, you're getting good on this. Okay. Uh, or do you thank God for them? Thank God for the people that are in your life, that how they've blessed you, how they've taken care of you, how they've been with you. And do you think about how you can help or pray them, pray for them, right? Okay, last question. Here we go. When you pray to God, you tell him all your problems. Lord, here I am again, and here's my list. I'm going to go through them again. One through 13. Let's go from the top. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> the Lord said, didn't you pray that last week? <laughs> Yesterday? <laughs> okay. Or do you remember his promises? What has he promised us? Or, or do you fall asleep while you're praying? Here's, here's a clue. Uh, don't eat a big breakfast before you pray. Don't pray laying down. <laughs> you will be asleep in no time. Or do you thank him for all the wonderful things that he has done? Amen? That's what you do when you pray to God. And when you do the little drill that we did by imagining God dancing and worshiping 
uh, over us, saying good things about us, and you do it to him, he will enjoy and bless you, whatever you do. And here's the last scripture. Why do we do this? Why do we try to please God? In 1 John 3, 22, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Amen? So let's bow our heads and pray. I think I gave you enough ammunition to do some things that will please the Lord. Amen? So, Father, thank you for bringing us together today to hear wonderful truths out of your word, how we can please you, what you expect of us, what you want us to do in following your word. Love God, love our neighbor as ourselves, um, walk in faith, and walk in the spirit. So, Father, we thank you that we do those things. We do, we do those things that are pleasing in your sight, and we thank you for the victory. In Jesus' name, amen.